Bong Bong. 28th of September, uh, we've got a SA Comedy Roadshow at the Jeps Cross Cooper's Ale House. So if you live around that area or even if you don't, get there and get your tickets. Tickets can be bought through the venue only. And um, yeah, go to claymcmathcomedy.com for all the rest of my dates. Uh, Welcome to the Potty is obviously brought to you by Bung Bung Coffee, the nectar of the gods, the best modern dark roast in town, the best modern dark roast in your town, in any town. Um, this thing this thing really gets me going in the morning. I mean, without it, I, I just don't know who I'd be, what I'd do, where I'd go. But with it, I've got direction. I've got identity. I, I've, got, I've got a beautiful smell going up through my nostrils. Um, and guess what? You don't even get IT guy breath when you drink this stuff. You you get like uh, minty fresh breath, and it don't taste like mint. It tastes like chocolatey sweetness. Uh, it's beautiful. Um, it's it's. I like to think of a nice smooth like whiskey, a nice lager Vorlin eighteen year, and how that goes down without you having to wince because there's no burn in the throat. And you know how you can get a bitter coffee. This is like this is like a smooth whiskey. It goes down without a frown and that's what you want out of your coffee so go to bungbungcoffee.com b-u-n-g-b-u-n-g coffee.com and get yours today enter promo code potty that's p-o-d-d-y p-o-d-d-y for 15 percent off all orders let's start the show welcome to welcome to the party best show on the internet ask anybody you know it's easy money sit back relax get your headphones everybody Welcome to Welcome to the Party Blackout in the booth, every episode's a party We go hard like Ricky Bobby, tell a friend to tell a friend This is Welcome to the Party Welcome to the Party, bung bung, it's your man Claytron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the Clumsy Jeweler Cause I'm always dropping gems, aka the Milk Man Cause I always deliver, aka the PhD of Podcasting, the Magnum PI of Podcasting, the Captain, the Aaron Rogers of podcasting because when I get in, I get out. <laughs> <laughs> Board man's in the booth. Um, you see the you see the Aaron Rodgers um, situation I've, this week. I've heard about it. I haven't actually seen it. Yeah, I don't. The, oh, I don't, the, don't need to see. Oh, I, I, I had a look at it. The play didn't look. It wasn't like catastrophic. Just some old man shit. Um, nah, like he got tackled, but okay. it wasn't like um. You know, like a Gordon Hayward situation. Yeah, it was like a Kobe situation. Like it just happened. Yeah, damn. yeah. Um, rest in peace. Uh, so yeah, he played one minute. Um, to open. A, yeah, a lot of hoopla lead, yeah. leading up to that. Yeah. Lead, so he was supposed to save the Jets, and this is just the most New York Jets thing that could have happened in the world, bro. Shout out to the Jets fans because they hated their quarterback last year. Who's that called about last year? Um, I don't know. Zach Wilson or something? Okay, that guy who's now filling in. Yeah. So he got pushed back to second string. Yeah. Okay. They hated him and now he's back. Yeah, best of luck. Yeah. It sucks, man. I feel I feel for Jets fans. I feel for hapless fans. I am a hapless fan. I'm a Bulls fan. Yeah. Uh, and people will say, oh, you got six championships. Yeah, when I could barely even understand what was happening. Yeah, I think it's going to be a while to your next one as well. Yeah, anyway. yeah, we've made absolutely zero moves in the off season, but let's not um, let's not focus on that. I've talked about swimming lessons with my son. I do that every Friday, 
and there's this kid in his swimming class that looks mad familiar. How old's this kid? <laughs> um, I'm guessing, like, I'd say he's a little bit younger than Kenny, but who knows because Kenny looks a bit older than everyone. Yeah, okay. He's a big boy. So maybe there's, let's call him 18 months. No, that's Kenny's no, let's call the kid 15 months, but maybe younger. And I'm like, do I know you? You know, like, do I know you, kid? For weeks, maybe months, I've been thinking this. And last week, I figured out why I know this kid. How do you know the kid? He looks exactly like Hasbulla. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly um, like him, dude. It's unfortunate for the kid. No, it's unfortunate for Hasbulla. Looking like an 18-month-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Hasbulla looks like a baby. So this kid looks the way he's supposed to look. He's a weird-looking little dude, though. Yeah, because he's a man trapped <laughs> in a baby's body, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, unfortunate for the kid, then. No. Oh, no, I'm going back to that. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm sticking with my guns in okay. this one. <laughs> yeah. But um, shout-out to that kid, you know, if the if the parent's listening and they know who Hasbulla <laughs> is, you know, my, my bad, but... I've been, I've been trying to figure out how I know this kid. Did I meet him at a bar or something before? But it was Asbula, basically. Yeah, does um, <laughs> does Kenny do any other extracurricular stuff at the moment? Like, say, do playgroups or anything like that? He does playgroups on Mondays with one of his um, grandmas. Okay, and I think Rachel sometimes, like, occasionally, like she's taken him to bounce. Yeah, because they've got like ball pits and stuff. Yeah. But no, yeah, play group on Mondays, swimming on Fridays. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. So so that was pretty hectic. And then we had we had a barbecue at my house on so, the weekend. Seeing a kid that looked like Hasbro was pretty hectic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Figuring that out. Like okay, I remember because yeah. last week actually Rach swapped her days at work. So she came to swimming lessons. So she got in the pool. So I was less distracted, you know. I wasn't focusing on Kenny. I was outside yeah. of the pool watching so and it, it, it all in. clicked yeah. immediately yeah. as soon as I was out of the pool. I was like, yes, that's baller. <laughs> Hectic, man. <laughs> yeah, we had a we had a barbecue my, at my house over the weekend. Yeah, that was good. Thanks, that was, thanks again for having us. No, that's all right. Um, made some banging, like, popcorn chicken. Yeah, basically nothing really happened that day. We watched footy. Um, oh, shout out to Braden Maynard. He got off. Got off, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't have a round of applause button still, but round of applause to braid us. I honestly don't think there was anything in it. I actually didn't see it until last night. Oh, wow, okay. So very late in the piece. What was that? Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought he was coming for a smother and yeah. what else he meant to do in that situation. I just think there's so many arguments for and against right now. Um, they're saying he was, you know, people, people mostly Melbourne fans, are saying um, he was out of control. It's like, okay, you're playing football. Like, yeah. are these guys in, in control 100% of the game? No. Yeah. Ha- like, literally half of the time they're out of control, even when they're, they're the one with the footy. So, like, the jump smother was was unorthodox, but yeah. it, like, after seeing it, it didn't look malicious at all. He's just going hard. He's definitely just, not malicious. And um, I, I don't know the rules back to front. I'm not Mr. Rule Book, but. I'm pretty sure you have – I thought there was like a rule where you have to just stand on the mark now or else it's 50, wasn't it? Oh, was he Was he standing the mark? I thought it was just – I thought it was like live play and he was just going for a smother. 
or now I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, but so well, maybe well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so I've only seen the one like snippet from one angle, so yeah. I might have missed something. But still, like people are saying, he turned his shoulder. Well, you got to protect yourself as well, and if if you're going directly at anything, whether it's a person, a car, a wall, it's instinct to just to cover to yeah, take yourself. cover. Yeah, brace yourself. Yeah. Um, and brace your. And I'm not blaming. I'm not victim blaming here or victim shaming. I'm victim naming though. Brace your had his head down for a long time after that kick, like. The kick was way off the boot, and he just kept looking down at the ground. If you watch it, like he didn't, he didn't give himself a chance to even know that Brados was there. I'm gonna have to watch it again. Yeah, it was. I mean, it looks so much worse, obviously, in slow mo. Like it looks like he just never looks up, but like in real life, obviously, his head like basically came straight up. But he clearly didn't see Brados coming. So even in a boxing match. You know, it's always the punch that you don't expect that knocks you out, right? Mm. Like you can you can brace your neck or whatever to stop you stop the whiplash and you know or. But if you if you don't expect it, that's when you get knocked out. So I think, I mean, obviously he's got a history of concussions as well, and that's another reason like fans and family is so upset. But yeah, yeah, he right. knows that, and yeah. he's still playing footy. There's there's a risk assessment involved, and if you're willing to take the risk to continue playing footy, you got to know that you could take a hit in the head at any time, whether it's intentional or not. Uh, I mean, it's not like he slung him to the ground um, or like chicken winged him or like swung a punch at him. He tried to smother the footy. Yeah, I think it would have said. Oh, look, I, I haven't seen too many angles of it, but it would have said a pretty. Bad precedent. I go a pretty change. slippery slope yeah. for like how hard players go at trying to smother. Yeah. We'd have started seeing 200-point games. Yeah. Just letting guys kick the footy. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, like, I don't know if he's... Uh, I don't, he's getting some sort of brain scan, wasn't he? I don't know. I think, yeah, last I heard he was waiting on some results, so hopefully they come back. Good yeah. news for him. Yeah. But, yeah. Shout out Brados, I guess, for season still going. Feeling tired? that perk up and level up with bung bung coffee's delicious modern dark roast your favorite brewer's favorite brew bungbungcoffee.com had a gig monday how'd that go uh it was just like an open mic and i tried out some new shit for the first time so that's always a bit like Rocky, you know, you never just come out with. Well, you can come out with bangers straight up, but these need work, and I felt like they need work before I went. But I was, like, I just need to get them out of my body and sort of feel it, because like you can do it at home, but it's just not the same. There's just like, yeah. So I've got more of a feel for the the beat of the jokes and where I need to beef them up, and so that was that was good because I haven't done any new shit to that level in a while. I've done like new little tags and stuff on jokes, but not not just like fully new bits. So that was, yeah, that was fun. All I got to say is I think people need to stop walking directly at people. Oh, dude, I saw a, I saw a guy walk into a fucking Stobie pole today. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> what was he looking at, his phone? So I, I, I pulled up in front of Hannah's work to pick her up 
and I was just waiting in the car and there was this guy walking towards him and this guy like he turned away from the guy and then just walked straight into a pole and then like looked around to see if anyone saw it happen. It was just hilarious. Man. Did he did he get a glimpse of you? He saw me before it happened, so yeah. he knew someone was sitting there. <laughs> He didn't dare look back to um, to catch eyes. Nah, but that's the highlight of my week. So, yeah. where, where were you going with that? Um, I just think the world would be a better place. I think that I think you know uh, that's where a lot of pent up rage comes from. I think that's why um, domestic violence exists. I think that's why people get murdered is because people are so mad at the amount of people's shoulders they've touched in their life that they get to a point where they snap and almost got there today. Factor. Yeah. So, <laughs> What was it, like more than one person or just... It was um, a lady helping... She was working for like a care company, I suppose, and she was like helping someone out of the car and she was standing like a metre back from the the open door. So there was an open door from car, person getting out of car and her like another metre. And so she's standing, she's on her phone, she looks up at me, looks back down at her phone, knows that I'm coming. Then... She turns to walk like towards me, still looking at her phone and is just coming directly at me. And I made a decision. I'm not fucking moving for you, bitch. Because you know I'm coming and you know you're taking up the whole sidewalk. And she veered off last minute and I reckon our our T-shirt's touched. But I I was ready to... Put her down. Tuck that shoulder, you brace yourself. I was about to go full main (laughs) art. Yeah, bro. That that's clip worthy, but I can't do it to him. (laughs) Yeah, but I think the world would be so much more peaceful, man. I think I don't think people would be like, you know, going to war over oil or, you know, sending kids down into mines for to make Teslas or whatever they're doing. (laughs) I, I just think the world would be such a nice place if, if people would just move the fuck over. And that's really, you know, what the, the reason we exist is in question constantly. People try to figure it out. And I think you gotta, you got you, you to gotta get out of the thought process that it's about the individual, right? You're, you're too small in this universe to think that you're going to leave a mark. But we can all collectively live in harmony and leave happiness behind us for future generations if we move the fuck over. Yeah, just share the football. Yeah. And that's really going to be my mission, I think, for the rest of my life is to spread that that gospel. Too many um, main characters out there. Yeah, dude. And you're all NPCs, right? All of you. Yeah. (laughs) Clay's reviews. Comedy action horror. Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting like Tinger costumes. This segment is Clay's Reviews. All right, let's get into this. So this is on Netflix and we're going, we're really getting ahead of ourselves here. We're really starting to feel ourselves because we're watching foreign film here on the Welcome mm-hmm. to the Potty podcast. We are watching, well, we did watch, it's called Restless. Sons repeat in the native tongue. Yeah, because you, for an Italian, you speak a lot of French. Back in the day, I used to, used to have a crack at it and then started getting like B's and C's and 
thought this this isn't for me anymore. When you went to Europe, did you go to France or Paris? Went to went to Paris. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you did you get did you get to you know sharpen your tools a little bit over there? I wasn't as confident trying to speak French over there as I was like say in Spain trying to speak a bit of Spanish and Italy with right. the Italian. Just because of what I've like heard about French people over the years, just yeah. the, the negative picture that gets painted, I guess. Yeah, uh, them being pretty rude. So, uh, I didn't even bother, really. Yeah, and apparently it really is just in Paris where they're like that. I I've been to Paris, and I had a very negative experience twice. One with like a just like a vendor outside that was selling like newspapers or whatever. I think I tried to buy some gum, and I went English on him, and he. He treated me like I walked straight into him on the sidewalk. And then there was, what was the other one? Oh, I think it was just like a cafe or something. Waiter hated me. But then I went into a bank and I went full French. And this bank teller looked like prime Eva Longoria. And I swear I fell in love on the spot. And I said, je t'aime. <laughs> nice. And she gave me a hug. What? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I barred up, straight up. Um, it was magnificent. I never saw her again, but just look up Eva Longoria from time to time when Sh- I'm thinking about it. Shout out to French Eva Longoria. Yeah, and shout out to Tony Parker for cheating on her. Yeah, he fumbled the bag on that one. Yeah. Did you snack up? Yeah, just because um, I only found out on the night what we're actually watching. So, I did, mm. did, Oh, wait, maybe you told me the night before. Anyway, I wasn't prepared, so I just had ice cream and donuts. Yeah, nice. Well, donuts, pastry, French. Cinnamon, if you if you say it a certain way, sounds kind of French. C- yeah. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Oh, dude, I went French. <laughs> <laughs> I went and got some Red Rock chips. Okay, that doesn't sound French until you hear the flavor. Trio of cheese. Yeah, that's French as fuck. Yeah. French onion dip. Nice. And... That, so that was like the, the first snack. That was the savoury snack. And then after, you know, when there's about 40 minutes into the movie and we've bodied that, I broke out the croissants, put them in the oven and put some jam and cream on them bitches. Killed it. Yeah. Went crazy. Nice, dude. Yeah. So that was super That was super French of me. Did you watch this with Hannah or did you go solo? She started watching it with me and then mentally checked out like, yeah, probably about 40 minutes in. Okay, not a good start. Not a good start. No. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was pretty not. Can you read the uh, the plot? After going to extremes to cover up an accident, a corrupt cop's life spirals out of control when he starts receiving threats from a mysterious witness. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask for a spoiler alert. So... When I read that, I was like, okay, so the main character is going to be the corrupt cop. And then, you know, at the start, there's like a little investigation and, you know, he is somewhat corrupt. But then the villain is a higher level cop who is even more corrupt to like maximum, like fucking Escobar levels of corruption. Uh, It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. Insane. Yeah, it was. was. Um, And just, I find this, I do find this about foreign films. They think differently to 
Americans, Australians in their, I don't know, maybe they're like more creative because Americans and Australians are so scared of like being cancelled that they just make the same shit over and over and over again. So like I've been watching, well, I haven't recently, but like Korean action films, just the 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 sheer ridiculousness. Like you think you're seeing stuff that would never happen in Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible is so grounded compared to like this movie I watched called Carter, which is a uh, Korean action. It is absolutely insane. Everyone knows about um, Triple R. Uh, it's a Bollywood movie that it won the Oscar for best original song, I think, um, last year. Natu Natu. And this wasn't to that level, but it was just like the the initial hiding of the body was just come on. Yeah. You would you wouldn't do it. You would prefer to get caught. <laughs> like, yeah, it was wild. That was nuts. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um you know, I'm not gonna spoil that, but that was crazy. It was crazy to watch the the fucking French Vin Diesel. Like just <laughs> see, I had him down as the um the French Jason Statham. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think they both work, especially when he had the leathery on. Yeah, 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 getting mad Statham vibes. Yeah, I was with, getting, with the little Frenchy mo. Yeah, I was getting the Diesel vibes, man. The the I guess the the initial crime is, um, the French Vin Diesel or Jason Statham accidentally kills a guy that looks like Amos Gill. And has to, he's a cop, he has to hide the body, I suppose. Well, he doesn't. He was just driving. Yeah, he was just driving and someone ran out in front of him. Yeah, so he didn't have to cover that up, I don't think. I think because he was in hot water already. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hotter water when you got Amos in the backseat of your car. Yeah. Or in the trunk of your car. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, so basically he's trying to he's trying to dispose of this body and then the other guy is phoning him. He's he watched it happen because he was, you know, he was there for other reasons. I don't wanna I don't wanna give away every single thing, but he he knows who did it, who um took the body, and he wants the body. So he's sort of tormenting this guy um throughout his, it's a bit of cat and mouse. What what really stuck out to me was that there was no B storyline. It was a pretty short film. It was only like an hour and a half. Yeah. I think. Which every movie should be. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. Yeah. But 
nevertheless, there should be a B storyline. And they tried to introduce, like, the sister and daughter, but then it just sort of went away. And, like, it got it got interesting where he's going to have to, like, protect him and go full Liam Neeson, go French Liam Neeson on him. And then he just put him in a car and was like... <laughs> You literally just got no before them. And, yeah. all right, and that was the last yeah. you saw. Stay safe. <laughs> that was nuts. That was absolutely insane. Um, because they had being the French Vin Diesel, his whole motivation could have been about family. Family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I thought I thought that was pretty weak. Cause I, I think like that's in like the mainstream film industry, like that, that's basically if you don't have a B or C storyline, like we're not buying it. We're not buying your movie. So yeah, I thought that was pretty, pretty crazy just to like neglect that. Way off topic here, but mm. do you remember the mouth guard scene? Yeah. To, that just stood out to me as the, craziest scene in the whole movie <laughs> like, why did he have a mouth guard on hand break it break it down um so his car's a bit damaged and he needs to cover up the evidence so he um puts a mouth guard in and then just rams his car into the back of another police car just so it can get ridden off for an insurance job and yeah. like cover up all the the evidence i guess of the crash that he was in but just pulling that mouth guard out of... I didn't even think it was in the glove box. I think it was just on the seat next to him. It was just ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like he'd just gone to the pharmacy, like left a paper trail. You know, he's, he's paid for it on his credit card. Yeah. <laughs> and he just jammed it in. Like, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty wild that at the end of the movie, he only got damaged from the final fight. So he had no damage after the the car accident. No damage after he got beat up. Beat up by those two cops. Moving the body in the funeral parlour didn't sweat. Like when the guy walks in at the very last minute, when he's sitting there, like he's successfully done what he's done, and he's sitting there, I would be dripping with sweat, bro. It would be... A danger zone to walk in there. You would slip around me, like yeah, yeah. Wait, he was way too cool. Yeah, <laughs> way too cool. For and he what wasn't. This went down. Yeah, and by the way, he wasn't James Bond. He was a lieutenant cop. Like he wasn't. He wasn't like this highly trained. Like I'm going to shut down my heart for 15 minutes and do this. Like yeah, he's just a cop, man. <laughs> I was so mad when he wasn't sweating when he was doing that. Even Ethan Hunt sweats in in. Mission Impossible. Remember, he has to catch it so it doesn't hit the pressure-sensitive yeah. floor. Yeah, and that's the best spy in America, and America's number one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the best acting. Tell okay, so your your scene that stood out was the mouth guard scene. My scene that stood out was when he had to finger fuck a dead guy. To get <laughs> To get the key, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that was hectic. I was like I was laughing so hard because like I had already personified the dead guy as Amos Gill. <laughs> so I was like, Amos deserves some sort of award for this. Just let like 
his likeness. <laughs> yeah. This happened to his likeness yeah, on camera. Yeah, get his asshole finger banged in the in the as a dead man. That was hectic. That was such a hectic like because it wasn't like it didn't seem like it was supposed to be funny. No, it's, like just, it, it's just meant to be gross. It took itself pretty seriously. Like the mouth guard scene seemed very serious. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and like the, yeah, the, the finger bash scene, as I like to call it, seemed very serious. Yeah, it, the film took itself quite seriously. And it was pretty outrageous. It was. It was. I've only got one more note. Yeah, what, this do you, film. what do you got? The, um, the shipping container scene. Oh, yeah, before that. I just want to go back to the finger bash. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I was super impressed with his throw-up acting. Like his gag acting. Because he was like about to yak and he was like, like... I thought it was pretty... Pretty good job, pretty realistic. I'm just going to have to roll with you on this because I've got a feeling I might have gotten up to like get snacks or something at this point so I wasn't paying full attention. Okay, so when he puts the guy in the dryer... To interrogate yeah. him, the guy says, you know, the key, where's the key, where's the key? He's like, it's in him, it's in him. So he goes, finds the body, finger bashes him to get the key. And while he's finger bashing him, he's going like. And he was killing it. That was pretty good. Okay, so yeah, maybe it's you, not that hard. No, 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 you just then. That, That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. If I can do it, you can fucking yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> Shipping container, yep. I wasn't ready for that. No, neither. I thought, like, the car was going to blow up, just something generic. I thought that guy was setting him up. Yeah, it did kind of feel that a little bit that way. Yeah. And then, yeah, once he... Yeah, once he got out of the car, I don't know, I just had a feeling it was going to explode, but it didn't. Some other shit went down and... Wow, well... I wasn't ready. Good on them. They did a twist. Yeah, they, they got me. <laughs> they, got a, they got a twist in there. And right at the end, I don't want to give away what he walked into at the end, but a little bit of homage to Breaking Bad, maybe? Dude, I can't even remember how that ended. Breaking Bad or yeah, the movie? Breaking Bad. This wasn't the end of Breaking Bad that I'm talking about, but okay, spoiler alert again, but there's a scene where there's a storage facility and there's it's just like two pallets full of money and Bill Burr, and I think it's Lavelle Crawford, they're two comedians who start in Breaking Bad in very minor roles. They lie down on the on the shipping con- on the pallets of money. Um, and at the end of this movie, this guy walks into a storage facility and there was big blocks of money there. And I, I just as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh shit, Breaking Bad. Okay. Yeah. Um that little bag he walked in there with. Dreaming, bro. Comedy. There yeah. was there was a bit yeah. of comedy. So maybe it wasn't taking itself too seriously. Yeah, and the guy laughed at him because he said he said, um, "Is this a withdrawal?" And he goes, "Yes." And he says, "How much?" And he said, "All of it." And he goes, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Highly quotable. Maybe this is a higher score than I thought. <laughs> what have you one, got? One thing, just quickly. Yeah. I, I hate watching movies with subtitles. Oh, really? Oh, I can't stop like trying to lip read. Like I just keep seeing the the lips aren't in sync with the vocals, and it just does my head in. Wait, so did you have it speaking English? Yeah. Oh, did, oh did you, I had. Did it, you have subtitles? I had it speaking French ah, with yeah. subtitles. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to do that for our next international film. Mm. Uh, ratings. What did you go? I gave this a five. Okay. 
I'm I'm close. I, I gave it a five point five. Speaking of the ending, have you ever had like a some type of come up? Have you ever like stumbled into cash? Uh, like a little inheritance. That's probably it, really. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever like found money? Nah. 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 How about you? Oh, actually, yeah, I found this. It's, it must be my own money. Right. I had a jacket in the wardrobe that I hadn't worn for like Dude. years. Found a fifty in the pocket. It was oh, stoked. that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, I think I've I think I've actually stopped like a fifty dollar note before, like blowing down the street. I've stomped on it and picked it up and looked around. There's been no one around. Been like, wow, fifty bucks. How good? That's crazy. Yeah. And I had an opportunity once. I was at an ATM, and uh, I was there was a line. There was a lady in front of me with two children so you know shit's hectic and she walks away from the atm 400 bucks is still sitting in it and i was like i was young too but i i was like lady lady hey i gave it to her but i could have had i could add 400 bucks guilt-free well probably not guilt-free no you did the right thing man yeah um some dude in a suit should have just taken it but yeah i do believe that there's like levels to to karma uh, karma can be a little bit like, um, what's it called? You know, those little, the things in the newspaper that you read about yourself. Um, oh, horoscopes, horoscopes. Like I think karma can be a little bit like horoscopes. If you like, if you know that you've put bad energy out there, you'll be expecting bad energy in return. So you, the next bad thing that happens to you, you'll be like, it's cause I did that. Cause I did that. Yeah. Yeah. But, I still, I still do think like you put negative shit out there. Like you're just there. There has to be like a negative aura about you. The more negative shit you do, the more negative shit's gonna happen, right? So I was like, just do it. Just give it back. Even though back then, back then it would have gone to nothing. So would have got some like new shoes or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, new sneakers would have been it. Back then too, probably three pairs. Yeah, and her kids wouldn't have eaten for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, no, she and she, yeah, she, she looked like she was going through it too. Oh my god, it's so big and strong. Bung bung coffee, big, strong flavor. Competition? I don't think so. Bungbungcoffee.com, get yours. We got some emails this week. This one's coming in from Bryden. B-R-Y-D-E-N. Bryden. Says, ahoy, Captain. <clears throat> oh, sorry, his subject line. Refining jokes without an audience. Ahoy, Captain. A majority of the mics in my area do not have audiences, just other comics. Rooms with about 10 to 15 people, including bar staff and other comics with maybe one or two individuals who wandered into the bar. The other... Co- okay, do you live in Adelaide? That's what it sounds like. The other comics generally listen as much as... so. <laughs> it's an open mic. No one really likes open mic comedy. So if you're at the open mic level, this is what you have to go through. Um, the other comics generally listen as much as someone preparing to go up can, and some have genu- genuinely good advice. I've been doing comedy for about six months, hitting multiple mics a week, well, you're not in Adelaide then. And try to have at least two new minutes per week that I add to my set. 
push older slash bad jokes out. However, I'm having issues figuring out the best approach to refining material when the crowd expects what's coming because they've heard all the previous iterations of the joke because it's the same comics every week. I've been given a few opportunities to perform in front of real audiences and done or write for a new comic, but I feel I really feel my jokes slash stage presence should be more refined before I continue to make continue to take paid shows slash hosting spots I don't feel ready for as I don't want to burn bridges by underperforming. I've found that the only way in my area to get audiences beyond other comics. Any advice on how to refine material with predominantly comic audiences would be greatly appreciated. Bung bung. It's good that you're writing a lot and you've got two new minutes per week, but I would just say keep doing the same shit. It doesn't matter if people have heard it. It's not about other people when you're six months in. It's about yourself and building your act and getting better and just uh, uh yeah i would say keep working on the same shit as long as it is quality like don't keep doing it the same way every time every week but you got to keep building on those jokes and keep like play with it try and stay loose you're talking to someone who does his material by the book almost every time he gets on stage so i, I can't really talk too much but Ideally, you want to you want to build that act, um, and I know you're saying you're pushing out older slash bad jokes, but those old jokes, you know, you're talking about being six months in. One of my best jokes, um, maybe it's not one of my best jokes, but it's it's a reliable joke I did in my first ever open mic. So just because something's old doesn't make it bad and just something just because something's bad doesn't mean it needs to be thrown out maybe it just needs to be worked on so um keep writing write all the time but also keep doing your jokes don't just get rid of them um you know you're not putting out specials every year so um you don't have there, there really shouldn't be such thing as dead material for you i would say uh it doesn't matter about your crowds keep doing the shit um you don't want to be a comedian. You don't want to be a comedian's comedian. Comedians aren't going to be the ones that buy tickets to your show. So, um, don't try and impress those people. If it's the same same comics there every week, don't worry about who's laughing and who's not. You don't want to impress comedians. You want to impress paying customers. So just do what you feel like is funny. Is really the long and the short of it. I was about to ask, like, did do you ever take feedback from other comedians, or you're just pretty comfortable <coughs> trying to like read the room yourself, and you, you're pretty like self aware of how you went? Uh, both. I I record my sets and I listen to okay. them back. Um, depend depending on the night. If it's just a night where like one of these nights that he's talking about, it's just comics. It's a dead room. Everyone's had a shit night. Um, I probably won't bother listening to it back. But if some people are doing well. Uh, and I've done okay and some some work, some hasn't. I'll listen to it back and I'll see like, oh, that's where I lost him or, okay, that punch, that's not punchy enough. Um, the setup's too long for this one. And I'll just, yeah, just, yeah, so I'll say that too. Li- like record everything, listen to it. Don't just record it and keep it on your phone. Listen to it. And, yeah, like comedians I trust. Like they're good, they're really good. And great comedians in Adelaide. Um, however, Adelaide shares the wealth a little bit with the gigs. It's not really a meritocracy. It's more of a 
comedy socialism, comedy communism, you might even mm-hmm. call it. So everyone gets a shot. And I've had absolute spazzy spazzies try and give me advice. And, you know, you say thanks or whatever, but in your mind you're like, how about get a laugh first, cunt? <laughs> <laughs> but there's plenty of good comedians that I, I actively ask for advice okay. or like, oh, what do you think about this punchline? And, oh, I've got this premise. What do you think about it? Um, you know, go for writing sessions. But I don't really do writing sessions a lot, but I have a few times and they're, they're always helpful because everyone, every comic thinks differently. So you'll say this and they'll be like, oh, what about this? And you'll be like, oh, what the fuck? Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, that definitely helps. We got, we've got a couple more here. This one's from Benji. Benji. Um, a woman cheated on her fiancé with me. I live in Malaga, Spain. That'd be like Mayaga. Sounds legit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm 19 years old. I was at a bar one night a few weeks ago and a girl started talking to me. She was on a holiday here, originally from Ireland. I'm from England, so we could speak to each other perfectly fine. One thing led to another. I ended up in her hotel with her and then we had sex. We obviously had each other's Instagram, etc. from the talking in the bar and asking what each other does, etc. When she got home from her holiday, I looked at her Instagram to say I hope she got back all right and I noticed how she had photos from her and what I found out is her fiancé. Her fiancé is French. The night I met her, she had no photos of him. She had archived them all. That's a veteran. Uh, I feel so guilty about this. She didn't tell me a thing and nor did her three friends she was with. What makes it even worse is that from the photos, he had only proposed a week before her holiday. (sighs) Streets. What do I do? Should I send a message? Should I message him and tell him? Or do I leave him with his bliss ignorance? I honestly don't know what I'd want if I were him, bung bung. I'll tell you, I, I will tell you this. You don't know this man. When I reach Nigamancha, then you nigga can do nothing for you. Ah, this was in loyal. Oh, this was in loyal. Yeah. Oh, shit. These hoes definitely ain't loyal. That's for sure. You're talking to a serial cheat victim here and um what's the other what's the opposite to a victim God, fuck abuser <laughs> yeah no i'm a, i've i've done so many people that create victims that, yeah, yeah. I, I, i've i've cheated i've cheated before i'll tell you this though guys you, you, you don't know this guy. If you knew the guy, I was like, if he was your mate, I would tell him. But you don't know this guy. You want to blow up another guy's shit. That's, that is some bitch shit. That's what a girl would do. A girl would for sure blow it up. And um, I wouldn't. You didn't know this guy. You didn't know the situation. You know, she got proposed to and then went on an <clears throat> international trip three girls 
um, seems like, oh, and archived all the photos. Like, this was like a last hurrah. Um, yeah, and that's something the fiance could have seen too, that like all the photos he was in were archived. So she's not being that sleek. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. Like, she's, she doesn't give a shit. You know what else is hectic? He was he was scared. That's why he proposed a week before she went on holiday. He thought she was going to cheat, so he he knows he knows what he's in for, and he made a last ditch effort. And that's excuse my language, but from where I'm from, that's what we call a sucker nigger. Man, you corn. <laughs> yeah, like that's how that's how you you think you you're gonna. Um, you know, prevent this is proposing, Duke. Like, if you're if you're scared, you get out. Mm, yep. Um, I'd say, if not just because you're not a bitch, <clears throat> I'd say the second reason not to tell this dude is like he knows what he's got, and he's he's chose this life. Yeah, it's not your problem, dude. Yeah, yeah. Stay over there in Mayaga. And, um, you know, keep home wrecking, bro. <laughs> Get in there. You're only 19, bro. You, you don't like. Find more homes to wreck. Yeah. And you're not going to, you're not going to, um, you're not saving anybody. You're not going to feel better. You didn't do it intentionally. You didn't cheat on anybody. Get, get over it, bro. Stop thinking about it. And also next time you sleep with someone, and they go back to their native country. Don't look them up on Instagram to say, I hope you had a great flight, lover boy. That's gay, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One more here. My I'm 28 husband, 30, looks at porn while watching our infant daughter. (laughs) This is... Bianca, this is coming in from Bianca and Narco. Like, this seems dangerous to read on the Welcome to the Body podcast. We might have to edit this all out. Yeah. Let's see what happens yeah, here. Let's hear it. I don't have <laughs> this is nuts. this is nuts. I don't have anyone to talk to about this, and I really needed to vent slash seek advice. My husband and I have a six month old daughter. She's quite a handful. And has to. I thought she was going to say she's quite a handful in the bedroom. Um, she's quite a handful and has to sleep with us, or we get no sleep. For a while, our sex life was very, very little or non-existent. Okay, so you're a new parent. Yep, that's pretty standard. But lately, we have gotten more creative, and I have tried every opportunity to satisfy him. We now have sex every other day. Wow, good on you. And if it's been a rough week, we have. We at least have sex more often than not, which is pretty good considering. Yeah, no shit. That's nuts. That's nuts. In my world, that's not how it is. Um, it's hard. It's hard when you got a kid. So you guys are you guys are smashing it. <clears throat> this is where I'm at a total loss. I was texting myself pictures from his phone when I noticed he had Twitter downloaded. He never used Twitter before and makes fun of people who have it. So it piqued my interest. Ah, so you went through his shit. I I hate, I hate this. I don't, 
She tried to make him the bad guy. She was rummaging. Yeah, scoundrel. Um, I was uh, he never used it Twitter, but uh, piqued my interest. I was able to find him on Twitter, and all he follows is porn slash OnlyFans accounts. His likes are viewable to the public. That is so funny, Stephen A. Smith. Um, I was upset at first because I thought, why would he need that if I satisfy him? Then I figured it was a typical guy thing, and instead of being upset, I tried to use ideas to spice up our sex life a bit. The problem is now I'm out at work and he's home watching the baby and he has liked 30 plus posts <laughs> inside. <laughs> the baby isn't napping during this time. I'm disgusted and angry that, he, that he's looking at that while watching our daughter. Am I overreacting? Should I say something? If I should, what do I say? Okay, that's a little bit different <clears throat> to what to what I thought it was going to be. Um that subject line sounded fucking nuts, man. Yeah, it sounded real. Like, I thought he was putting it on the TV and, like, watching it with her. Um, <clears throat> nah, don't say anything. Don't shame him. <clears throat> Mental health, yeah. Fucking, dude, bitches are so fucking wild, bro. Like, we're all fucking about mental health until until we're mad at our partner. Then we want to, like, just shame him into suicide. Like, just fucking leave him alone, man. He's liking dumb shit on Twitter, like, yeah. whatever. I um, I actually, I don't follow any of, like, these types of chicks, but I follow people who retweet this type of shit. Yeah, I click on it. Like, it, yeah, whoops, I'm a guy. Um, And then in the comments, all these OnlyFans bitches are trying to promote their own shit. So I see... So crazy on Twitter. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So I see so much more of it. Um, and yeah, don't shame Duke. Let him let him ride. Like the problem... This would be a problem is if you're seeing all this action and you're not having sex. Mm. He's still having sex with you. So he's still like obviously aroused by you and into you and... Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, <clears throat> leave him alone. Leave him alone. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's got like a little mini addiction or something and he, he just needs to like slow it down. But I'll just leave, just leave it. Just leave it. Just shut the fuck up for once in your life. Oh, they just, everything's a fucking problem, man. Pretty wild move, like liking it all though. Liking it's, it's nuts. It's one thing to just like see it and look at it, but I would never like. I know that you don't need to react to it. I know that likes are visible to the public, so like, even wild opinions that I think are funny or even agree with, I won't like. Yeah. Let alone a titty or squirt or whatever the yeah. fuck is popping up. Well, in she my did timeline. say he's new to the game, though. So maybe he's not not mm. hip, not hip to likes being visible. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah, nah. Leave leave him alone, and I wouldn't get mad about it. What did you What did you say? I was upset at first because I thought, if why would he need that if I was <sighs> Girls don't get it. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that a guy's going to cheat on you, but like everyone, every, new things are just exciting. Mm. That's why you don't eat the same. 
thing for breakfast every day, you know, because it's nice to mix it up. That's all he's doing is mixing it up without actually mixing it up. Leave him alone. Don't be upset. At least you guys still have a sex life. Um, and Don't use subjects like that either to, to bait us into reading this shit. Yeah, like I'm not getting that many emails where I'm... <laughs> I'm not getting, like, I got three emails this week, so I read three emails this yep. week. <laughs> like, uh, you do not need to clickbait me, um, like, because it is almost 100% chance that you're you're getting read out. Except back in the day when, I, like, the email section first started, people were sending in these beasts, and I was just like, well, I'm not reading this. <laughs> So keep in mind, this is like that last one. Actually, all three of these were like probably maximum length today. No longer than them. All right, people. Um, yeah, shout out to the French Vin Diesel. Bon Dijon. Bon Dijon. <laughs> um, shout out to everybody who listens. Thank you for listening. Shout out to um, uh, Twitter. Shout out to Spain, man. Shout out to um, Comedy. And shout out to Hasbulla. I love you guys. Don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, bung bung. <laughs>